Welcome to Yours, Mine, and Ours. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona, and today the show is going to be a little bit different. Usually I have a theme, a subject that I like to talk about, something kind of in mind that, well, you know what, I think it's time for my listeners to start talking. I actually had a very important conversation with one of my very good friends this morning. He's on the other side of the world, so he's asleep now, and I don't know that he would necessarily want to air out all of his dirty laundry (laughs) on the radio, but one of the things that he mentioned to me as a very good friend was, you know what, there was this lady that he was interested in, and she kind of went fatal attraction on him after the second date. And uh, he was kind of asking me for some help, for some advice, but at the same time, I think he just really needed someone to talk to. So I gave him some suggestions, but I realized that, you know what, maybe it would be good for me to reach out to my listeners, the, the men who maybe had this question, but also the women who didn't realize how much of a, a common theme this is for men. So my my show is about relationships in general. And when we're talking about yours and mine and ours, that means that a relationship is really about three different things. It's about what you bring to the relationship, what another person brings to it, and then what you create when you come together. So one of the questions that he basically said was, what's what's really going to be the deciding factor of a relationship? When we were having what seemed to be a good interaction, something along the way just shifted and it changed and she started playing like emotionally manipulative games. She actually, she said, Okay, without getting too specific, if you don't tell me that you're interested in me in the next few days, then I'm just going to know that you you don't want me. And he said, wait a minute, I was just working over the weekend. It's been two days. Why are you pulling this already? These kinds of emotional games. And, And he almost said, should I even respond to that? And I said, absolutely not. You deserve much better than that. And any woman who tries to behave that way you need to, you need to get out now because all that's going to do is create more of the same thing in a long-term way and you deserve much much better than that. So, okay, so what I would like to do is just have you periodically as a sounding board because I have a lot of my own opinions, but I've been married for 26 years and I have, you know, male children. I've had personal experiences with all kinds of ages, um, but I do want to have my my listeners calling in to tell me their opinions, and then I also kind of want to have some conversation going on throughout the whole show, excuse me, through the whole show with you to make sure that the things that I'm saying in response to what they say and as the, the conversation and the show goes through different subjects and different themes, you can kind of give me some feedback if I'm if I'm staying on track or if, well, you know, actually that's really not how guys are. One of the things that I absolutely loved as a young girl was a movie called Say Anything. Now, Lloyd Dobler, anyone who is in the 80s remembers, right, John Cusack playing this, this wonderful romantic who stood up with a ghetto blaster above his head as he was basically serenading the love of his life. Do you remember that movie? <laughs> Uh, I love those old movies. Don't you just love that? Okay, so my favorite. 
one of the things that he said to his sister, they were they were bickering about what kind of food he was eating. He was making a sandwich. And he said to her, how, how hard is it just to decide to be in a good mood and then be in a good mood? And, and she said, gee, it's easy. Well, you know what? He said to her, you used to be fun. You used to be warped and twisted and hilarious. And then she kind of stopped and thought, yeah, I was hilarious once, wasn't I? Doug, let me ask you something. How important is it for a guy that a girl be fun? How important is that? Wow, are you kidding? That's like the number one, uh, almost the number one. Right? Right. It really is. Okay. Now, what what we all define as fun, that's a little bit different. Now, as I was talking to my friend this afternoon slash morning, depending on what part of the world you're in, he actually meant, made a comment about how I don't want to have to pursue her. I don't have to continuously pursue this girl to prove to her that I'm into her, right? And I said, well, no, 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 no. That, that's something totally different. You know you want to pursue her. And I said, I, I've been married, you know, 26 years, and I still make my husband pursue me. But it's fun for him. Now, when I think about uh, a man pursuing a woman, I think about, hmm, well, there are certain things that a woman can do to make a, a man want to pursue her, right? But then there's also just the pursuit itself when it comes to the chase. How much fun is the chase? What I want to do is I want to ask my listeners, open up the phone lines um, and have men. First of all, I want to have men call in and give me their opinions, just their general opinions about that question when it comes to a relationship. First of all, how important is it for a woman to be fun? Just, you know, to be in a good mood and then be in a good mood. <laughs> but then when it comes to pursuing her, how important really is that for a man when she is the kind of person who's fun. Okay, so what I want to do is let my listeners know the number to the station is 888-627-6008. Okay, now Doug, you let me know when we've got some callers who've, you know, you've screened, made sure they're not crazy or anything because we want to keep the show relatively mature and relatively respectable. Um, you let me know when we have someone calling in, a man calling in to say, how important really it is for him personally to pursue a woman and how much he wants the pursuit to be something enjoyable. Okay, will you let me know as soon as we get a listener to call in? Oh, absolutely. Okay, now, when we're talking about how men are very simple creatures, can we just agree men compared to women are very simple? They pretty much only want certain things in life, you know, as long as they have food, clothing, and shelter, they're pretty satisfied. Wouldn't you say that's true, Doug? That and the ability to represent, you know, the leadership role sometimes in earning and taking care of. So they want to feel important. There you go. There you go. Actually taking care of his family. That's his fundamental interest in the relationship to be that what before would, would have been respectable when feminism came around. Women just said, you know what, men? 
I don't need you. We don't need you anymore. All of the things that you could do as a provider, as the caretaker, you know, protector, I can have a machine do that, or I can go to school and get that myself, and I can go out and get a job. A man's role kind of, I want to say, evolved. Well, it kind of devolved. And so the way that a man related to a woman started to change, and the way that a woman interacted with a man started to change. In my opinion, that was where the real beginning two of the. Colors. Oh, okay, great. We have a Gerard <laughs> well, on line two right now. Okay, all right, Gerard. Did you hear the um, the original question? Uh, actually, okay. I I did. Thank you. Okay. And thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for calling in. So what's your opinion just in general when it comes to the pursuit of a woman? How important is that to a man? Okay, well, I can only speak for me. Um, yes. Uh, but okay. I'm, I'm in my I'm in my mid-40s, and I've, I've kind of been around the block a few times. So for me personally, <laughs> okay. yeah, I think that it is necessary for that to happen. I think it's... Um, Mars, Venus, that type of thing, you know, and a, a woman should feel that type of want. That's what I think. Yeah, the want, definitely. Okay, and so let's say one of the things that I want to ask you is once a man, let's say he finds the woman and he wins her, he gets her, and after they've been married, does the fact that they've gotten married mean that, well, okay, I got her now, the, the chase is over, that, that desire to pursue her goes away? Do you think? <laughs> that might be a, that might be a loaded question, <laughs> but um, right? I, okay. I tell you what, first, first off, I have to say we need people like you because, in my opinion, these are the types of things that we should be learning as far as a school curriculum. That way, once we <laughs> go into adulthood, we kind of have it all down and everyone knows it, but we don't. So we need people like you. That's one. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you very so, much, and that's why I'm here. Okay, so with, with that being said, I would say it's even more so uh, important after marriage because uh, I kind of see it as almost like an NFL football game. If you make it, if you work so hard that pursuit to make it to the Super Bowl, and then once yeah. you get there, you forgot why you're there. Chances are you're yeah. going to lose. And there's, and there's always someone else, another team that wants to step up and play the Super Bowl game. So I think, especially after marriage, that should continue even more so. I love it. Thank you. What a great example. That's a great example That's to give because it's a score. And I mean, I know that, that feminism really made score turn out to be a dirty word, but a husband actually can score with his wife. And it is fun. It is a fun, a fun uh, dynamic when a husband is chasing his wife and she's on the other side of the room going, I think you're going to get me. They're both having a great time. Thank you so much for yeah. calling in and sharing that with me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. Okay, Doug, we've got someone else. Who's the next one on the line? Indeed we do. We have two Al's. Can you believe it? But we're going to take Al number one. Here we go. Ooh, okay. Hey, Al, how are you doing? Hey, am I Al number one? I think so. I'm not sure. Where are you calling from, Al? This is interesting. Uh, I'm calling from uh, Lake Stevens, Washington. 
Okay, very good. I know exactly where that is. Okay, so did you hear the original question, obviously when you called in, um, about the dynamics between a man pursuing a woman, just in general? What What's your take on that? Oh, it's incredibly important. Uh, you know, I have a firm belief that, you know, at least personally, that you know, men need to be active in something and in doing things, and especially in a relationship, uh, like the yeah. previous gentleman brought out. You know, if you get if you forget why you're there, you know, at the game you're trying to get to, you're going to lose it. Uh, time and time again, I've seen uh, friends and family members lose that, and it it sucks. Okay, so let me ask you this then. If if a man is in love with his wife but then stops pursuing her, she's not really something pursuable or she's just not interested in that kind of dynamic with him anymore. Do you think that could be a big part of the really the reason why men have affairs? It's not even necessarily the woman that they're interested in. It's the actual dynamic of the pursuit, the energy of that pursuit that they just want that kind of stimulation. Oh, most definitely. Like, uh, with anyone, really, you know, it could very much be a, if you, you know, uh, what was this saying? Uh, idle hands are the devil's plaything or something, right? Where, you know, right. some people just need to be active in something. And, you know, especially in relationships, um, you know, through sometimes, like, not even really any fault of either person. If someone just gets bored or, you know, uh, communication isn't, you know, open enough to, you know, communicate what, you know, either person desires, you know, the chase yeah. or being chased, then, yeah, unfortunately, I think that has a lot to do with, uh, uh, with affairs, you know, not to give any excuse to them, but. No, no, of course not. But yeah. yeah and uh, and I, I, and I, I think the fact that one of the things that I've noticed is that men really do like it when women flirt with them. Just, just in general, that's really fun for guys, isn't it? Oh yeah, I've been married uh, about two years now, and actually, <laughs> yeah, no, almost almost three years now. And uh, I'm a little not listening. And yeah, no, she <laughs> still flirts with me, and I flirt with her. And yeah, sometimes I'll just straight up act like I'm trying to pick her up at like a bar. It's great. There you go. Great. I'm glad you said that because I think you're probably speaking for men just in general that they would like to do something like that. Yeah, well, thank you, you very, very yeah. much for calling in. Of course. Have a good one. You too. Okay, now uh, we've got another Al still here on the line with us, Doug. I believe we do. Hi, Al. Hello. Hi. How are you doing, Al? Number uh, two. This is Alan. Are we oh, Alan. Now? Alan. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> How are you doing, Alan? I'm doing okay. In fact, there's a, a um, delay in when it comes over the computer. So you have okay. to talk into number one. Okay. So I got to okay. wait on the computer. I'm ready. All right. So did oh, you, yeah, did you want me to ask you the question again or, or did you have something that you already wanted to say? Well, I have some things I want to say, but um, why don't you ask me the question and I'll weave it in. Okay. And, um, how, okay. how important is it for a man to need to pursue a woman? in order to be with her. Oh, and I think you asked about fun also, right? Um, yeah. So um, first, I, I would say that there are many answers to that question depending on where 
the man is in life. Um, okay. The prior phone call was married for two years and is in his 40s. I'm 70, got divorced after 30 years of marriage, have two grown kids. So I have okay. a very different view of, of all of this, okay? Okay. Um, um, first, I would say about affairs, at least yeah. how how I ever thought about them, is not the pursuit. It's not um, trying to get what I don't have. Well, it's, it's not the pursuit. It's the fact that... I, I, whenever I thought about it, and I was only once, it was because love had died. I, the love was dying in the house, and I wanted to feel love again. Ooh, okay. Um, okay. Okay. Um, and then, um, as far as pursuing, well, at this time in my life, I don't, I don't have time to put up with a lot of of that. But when I think about um, the next woman I want to meet. And mm-hmm. hopefully I'm, I'm in that path is I think we need to know very quickly that we're the, the type of people who we think could develop an honest, long-term, loving relationship with us, with, with right. each other. And once we kind of have that and we both know it, then if you want to call it the pursuit, I call it the the dance of getting to know each other and kind of being on that journey of the dance of finding out if we really can develop the relationship that we want. And yes, it has to have, it's got to be fun. We both have to be fun. But I take issue with one thing you said was, um, that doesn't mean that we have to be in a good mood all the time. Oh, no. <laughs> Not necessarily all the time. But you know what, when I'm talking about the fact is, and this is what I've heard a lot just as a relationship coach over the years is that men really don't like to be a woman who's unhappy all day, every day, they actually have a very low threshold for someone who's miserable in her life. And so when I'm talking about that, a big part of the reason my husband tells me he he wants to be with me during the day, just in daily activities, is because I'm not naggy and I'm not just about daily life activities the way a lot of women that he works around or that he has personally known or that are in my family are i'm just fun to be around as a general rule um but well one of my questions and say i have little interest about being anybody however old male female or or anything who's in a pissy whiny mood all the time Right, right. And that's why and that's why one of my favorite scriptures is about how it's better to sleep on the roof than in in bed with a naggy woman. But when we're talking about the pursuit of um uh having having that stimulation as a man, if you have a good relationship, if you've got the, that foundation and you know that you're a good connection, because that's a process. Alan, you understand that that really does take time. It takes effort. You've got to put the the attention into, you have to talk about certain things. That's not necessarily a whole lot of fun, but it is necessary in order to determine if you're right for each other as a couple. That is part of the work that goes into it. But once Absolutely. you do have, yes. Um, and, and in fact, that, um, I think, uh, a prior call I talked about that going on after marriage, that's got to go on for the rest of our lives. 
Right. Getting to know each other no better. And, right. and yeah. And jointly deciding to learn new things and, you know, and, yes. and being and w- wanting to know what each other can, that way I could learn from, from each other and enjoy. All that is, is part of the dance. You know, that's the way I kind of talk about it. But the, the dance can get so tight and so close, <laughs> so much so that you the space that a man also needs, you know, yeah. the clingy, quick invasion of everything of a man, including his personality, can sometimes seem like it's too much. And there, that balance that's from, you know, being... As, after the man or showing this sort of a momentum that way, you know, there must be a balance. And for a guy, a guy doesn't really think about that. How do I pursue my woman and make her feel good every day? It's almost the opposite. We're thinking about why aren't they leaving me to be who I am when we first got to know each other. (laughs) Yes. I love that you said that, Doug. And Alan, I don't know if you want to stay. I don't know if you want to stay on the line for this, but yes, go ahead. If you have something to say. yeah, so I wanted to, to kind of, you know, give my perspective on that, and and that is, um, I'm a person who, who needs my private time, and you, you know, as I said, I was married for almost thirty years, and we had that discussion early on in, in our seriousness that what we liked, and so she knew I needed my private time. She knew I was into things that she wasn't. She was into things I wasn't, and we allowed ourselves mm-hmm. that. And and I think when we're talking oh, about the per, the pursuit, what I mean okay, is, um, sorry, um, with okay, what, what what I'll tell you about that pursuit is, if somebody is really going to be whiny and and needy right. and all that, I would hope that I would recognize that before I got involved. Thank you. That's what I was going to say because it's one thing to to have a very good, healthy desire for each other, but at some point it may cross over into clingy and needy, and I can't function without you. That is where it gets really, it gets delicate, it gets tricky, because the truth is, the reason my husband still pursues me is because I do leave him alone for an extended period of time, and there are things that he does that are absolutely none of my business, and if I know that I have my life, that I do not need him to fill a hole in my soul when he's done he turns around and looks at me and goes "Ooh, i want you now and he actually does pursue me and and there are things that he says i really want to be with you let's send the kids away we need some alone time because i don't smother him and pressure him and constantly that is a very important thing that you mentioned doug uh, I'd love to see you as the bachelorette. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, okay. Here's here's the thing. I, I, I'm not sure about yeah. that. <laughs> I am, um, and, and, and so Gabriel, yeah, I, yeah, I want I wanted to talk about that because um, I'm, kind of, you know, I told you that I'm 70 and had been married for almost 30 years. Now, if I really yes. was able to do the things that I'm talking about, now I might still be married. Okay. So, right. So I've learned a lot of these things over time. Oh, that didn't work. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> and so one of the things, <laughs> um, you know, just um, just for you and y- your uh, listeners, um, a funny story of and we've been uh, separated for 
10 years. And we're friends. We have kids, you know. So, But I remember about six months before we split up after all those years, I told her, I said, you know, we need to have a conversation. And she said, why? I've already told you everything that's wrong with you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that sounds like something a woman would say after yeah, <laughs> a certain period of time. <laughs> so anyway, um, I don't well, want to... And, um, and that's sorry. This done, delay is yeah. okay. throwing I'm, me off. I'm, I'm done. Okay. Yep. I'm, okay. Well, and and one of the things that I tell people is very very important is having that time to be with each other. When I was raising my kids, and I always said to my kids, you know what? We're going to go ahead and and take care of daddy first. When I'm done with daddy, then I'll get to you. You know what? My kids were actually okay knowing that both of us were going to be in a good mood. It's not necessarily elation or, you know, extreme happiness to the point of hysteria. Being in a good mood just means you're not upset. It's not, you're not angry at each other or life or the kid. When a man and a woman take really good care of each other in their personal needs, they both get to be in a good mood and they're working together. Then there are things like that trust and that respect. And when the man or the woman says, you know what, I got to go away for two days on a trip or I want to, you know, I just need a break and I got to get away from the the house to go out and do something that there's no jealousy and there's no insecurity because they know what they have together is such high quality. They're not afraid that they're going to lose it. And that's another thing that, Alan, I think you were talking about. If you have something that's very high quality, you don't have to be um, that that clingy and that needy and that high pressure or high maintenance or that a lot of women just are in in marriage after a certain period of time, and especially after having kids, wouldn't you say? Well, I think, you know, certainly I've had that experience in my life where, and I don't know if it was clingy so much as growing apart, but there was, uh, I was supposed to like certain things like putting mulch all over the garden. You know, it's like, well, like no, I was just supposed to automatically like that. So what it wasn't clingy as much it was, you know, one person's perspective as this is what a good marriage is. Okay. And that's, I'm really glad that you're, you brought that up too, because what I actually wanted to talk about today with women is that what, what is a good marriage on paper is very different than what a good relationship in person is. You know what? The fact is men are very low maintenance. They really don't want a whole lot. Women are complex people. Alan, I'm, if you don't want to stay on the line to listen to kind of where this is going, that's okay. I'll go ahead and let you go. If you want to stay and listen, that would be good too. Thank you very much for what you've said so far because I'm going to go ahead and take it in a new direction now. Do you want to stay with us? Or, okay. or do- um, well, I'll listen in and if i feel like it i'll get back on but um i think i've okay. already <laughs> said more than i need to all right thank you very much for calling in alan yep. have a great day Bye. Yep. Bye. okay so one of the things that i really appreciate about my husband is that men are just very simple and very basic creatures they don't need a whole lot in order to make it from day to day to day women are very complex not necessarily complicated. That's not the same thing because I'm I'm pretty simple for a woman. But the fact that we have the ability to do a lot of things and primarily as 
our composition is of a domestic nature, right? We have the ability to multitask, which you need if you're going to raise children. We have um, an ability to make the discerning kind of decisions of of um, everything from accounting, you know, money management to making decisions, being organizing in our home, having that that time management when we have our, our daily to-do list. We have a lot of long-term decisions we have to make. We are constantly thinking about everything that we're doing all the time. And you know what? That can put you in a really bad mood. There's a, a really great expression I've quoted a couple times here on my show. A man works from sun to sun, but a woman's work is never done. Well, what if, ladies, what if we just didn't have to do all of those things? Stop and take an, an accounting, an inventory. How many things in daily life are really, really necessary to do and how many of them are just a symptom of the lifestyle that we have created in this day and age, in this world? How much better would life be if a lot of the things that we do outside of the home or on the computer or on the telephone with technology, how many of them are vital to our true, genuine happiness and contentment and satisfaction? I have a bigger question. Okay. What does a woman want? No, I mean... There you like, go. <laughs> and I mean that, like, does a woman really want to be pursued all the time? Yes, yes, yes. She yes, always wants do, to and be I pursued? Love that you, I, okay, okay, what's more important, I mean, a thoughtful note or being pursued? I love that you said that because that was actually going to be what I was trying to, to trans... Um, shoot, I'm thinking in Spanish now. Um, develop, So right? you this. want to know that you're being valued above everything else. Yes. That's yes, the that key. You want us. Yes, we need to know that you want us because a lot of the Sexually things Sexually and mentally do, or in all ways, yes. just yes. plain want, okay. Okay, and I'll, and I'll explain to you why that is because a lot of the things that we do and that we have and that we are throughout the day, we look at, at the, the man that we love more than anything in the entire world and say, don't you love this? And a man goes, what? What are you talking about? I don't even see it. It makes us crazy when we have done something that takes time and energy and attention and we've poured our whole soul into it. And you guys really aren't impressed. You're not impressed with the things that we have and do and are because they're not vital to your genuine happiness. They're icing on the cake. Having something Okay. Having a meal. It's that like has, everything that the accoutrements. <laughs> okay. Okay. The things that, that men just genuinely want, they want to have a good time with the woman that they're in love with. And a woman, here's here's the bottom line, a woman needs to be wanted, a man wants to be needed. When a woman knows that the man is literally turns around and looks at her and has that same desire for her, that same hunger for her that he had in the beginning when he was pursuing her, she feels good. I even tell my husband several times a day, I'll come up to him and I'll say, tell me you want me or baby, do you want me? And I'll say it in a very coy, in a very flirtatious, in a very seductive way. And that gets him all kinds of turned on emotionally for me. When I know that he is feeling things for me, that makes my soul better. It makes my life better. Doug, let me tell you something. My husband, 
He likes to eat very gross things. I think that half of the Mexican menu is just, it's just not, not good food, but he loves it. Now, I hate to cook, but when I am cooking something that I think he will like, I will put my entire heart and soul and mind and strength into it. And as I'm doing whatever it is that I'm doing, that needs to stop. My focus now is entirely on making him happy. And when I, when I serve him a meal and I've, I've put my entire soul into this meal for his happiness, I literally can't eat because I just want to watch him eat his meal. And when I say to him, do you like, do you like what I made you, baby? Did, did it taste good for you? And he's like, Oh, honey, this is awesome. This See, is so great. Men aren't likely to do that until there's a, a perceived loss or they could lose something if they don't. Okay. okay. And <laughs> thank like, you. Like that's the sort of energy. That's like friendship. Like we'd never consider putting that sort of energy into a buddy. The buddy just likes right. us, gets along, right? So we don't right. think, how can I make the buddy, my guy friend, happy? We don't kind of think right. like that because it's just a part of our personality. We, we we exist like that. So, but taking that to a level of to a, you know, how does a guy think? Switching modes, like you're mm-hmm. saying, or so important. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But it's so rare. No, but but if you genuinely now think about this, Doug, and I even had to ask a colleague, I almost got into a fight with him about two years ago about this, is that if you genuinely love a woman the way a woman wants to be loved, it would be fine for you to do that for her. If you knew, think about a woman that you've ever loved in your life. I don't know who in your life right now has your your whole heart really in her hands, but if at some point in your life you were genuinely in love with a woman... And you knew that accepting her gift to you would make her happy. How hard would that be for you to do for her as a gift to tell her your gift to me made my life better? If she said it with compassion and a sense of weakness versus I demand it, she'd probably get the moon. Um, She'd probably get the what? The moon. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So there is a and sense that, that you, if they ask you, I, I would, of course, a man would give it, but then it becomes part of the mind. You know, you've actually brought it to our attention that need this is just something that you, you know, and even though you might say it a million times, it's still so not a part of our personality as much as it is a woman's that you'd have to keep reminding exactly. us in little ways. Exactly. <laughs> you can't exactly. expect us to remember when no. um, your birthday is. Let's just give you an right? example. We're just guys. Yes. Most of them, you know, women have the mind. Men do not for that. Right, right. And that's, and that's why I wanted to talk, um, just kind of open up the door as far as what men think to kind of lay the foundation for women really do need to interact with men in a different way. I literally do need to go to my husband several times a day to have to tell him to tell me how he feels about me because he his mind is somewhere else but the reason that he's willing to do that is because i do things that make him feel good a oh, lot of times that would work that would work yes 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 there has to be a reward there has to be a return on the investment and here's what i've what i've noticed especially God, even with social media lately, it's become something kind of gross, is that women 
have this quid pro quo dynamic. We're just naturally built that way. If you want something from me, I want you to give me something, right? There's a there's that right, dynamic. But right. it's, instead of it being, I'm going to give you something good in order for you to give me something good as a quid pro quo, it has now devolved, thanks to feminism, in my opinion, into if you don't give me what I want, I'm going to punish you. You That's know, not that makes so thing. much sense. And okay. you're absolutely right. It does kind of it, it de-evolved until you, you know, it quid pro quo, you give me first. But and I've, for women to actually understand, that's a rare quality, by the way, in humans. What's, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I mean, it depends well, on the relationship. I, I actually knew of a relationship 30 years later. I kid you not. This guy who's just, I'll never forget it. It almost, uh, I, and I still, if I was thinking of the fondest thing I could think of, of two, of a couple. He takes, mm-hmm. you know, he's a, a ski instructor to the instructors, and he was Austrian. Yeah. And it was my mother's best friend. And her name was Bunny. And uh, I remember him taking on. He was crazy. He was funny. He'd be driving up the slope uh, uh, up to uh, Solbach, which is way up high in Austria, faster than you can imagine. Scare the hell out of you for like an hour. I mean, scare the <laughs> hell out of you. I can't okay. believe it. But when he got up there, he was the sort of guy that didn't speak much, but uh, a, a, so attentive to Bunny that he would cut her meat. He would do it in a delicate way. He knew when her glass was just partially full. He knew all the manners to stand up and be polite in such a nonchalant, beautiful way. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, impressive to think that they'd been, you know, and she never married him. That's the funny part. And I asked my mom about that. I said, is your best friend, you know, you Mom, and she goes, no, you know, I, I always wondered why that. I, I, she just basically told me that she always wanted him to pursue her. Yes. In the same way he did when he first met her. Yes. And that's how she accomplished it. And I swear, they both had twinkles in their eyes. You know, you can't, yeah. you, you might can be fooled by the world, but when you look into people's eyes and you see what's there, there's no way you can fool me that way. Not for that long. It was magical. Okay, but let me tell you something. And I, I think I've said this example a couple of times on my show too in the last six months. There was a lady in Starbucks who was looking at me and my husband and, and she, you know, you have your, your regulars, you have the, the customers who come in consistently to the same place at around the same time. And so there were some people there that we'd seen before. And sometimes you just wave, you never even sit, you never even greet them. You never say hi personally to them, but you wave when you see them and you smile and you sit down and you do what you're going to do. Well, one day she just came over to us and she goes, can I ask you guys a question? And I kind of got excited. She looked really happy. I said, sure, go ahead. She said, are you two having an affair? And I said, why would you ask me that? That's a great question. But why would you ask me that? And she said, well, first of all, because your rings don't match. But second, because you two are so hot for each other. I can feel it all the way on the other side of the, the store here. And and I just love watching you two. You've, you've got this great passion for each other. And I said, no, we've been married 25 years, but we're just still really hot for each other after 25 years. And she said, oh my God, you're married to each other for 25 years? And I said, yeah, a woman has to know how to make her husband hungry for her. And she has to enjoy that part of the interchange that, yeah, I really, I really do want my husband to want me. I don't necessarily want him to need me because that would make him clingy and desperate and ugh, I wouldn't want that. But 
I want my husband to have the same desire for me that he had when we were dating. And I know him well enough, first of all, his personality to know which things turn him on. And I know how to have fun with him to the point where he he wants more and more and more. And that's when a, a woman really does have the power and say, hmm, well, what would you what would you want? What would you like? And then and then knowing that's that so true. there then when we're married, he doesn't actually run the risk of having me humiliate him or manipulate him or degrade him in some way. That's a big part of the reason why after 26 years now, we're still acting. Yes. Let's say there's a time period. Let's say, just going to throw this out there. I'm going to the crazy land, but let's say that like the guy likes you to bite on his ears. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you do okay. that, and then you don't get a reaction. One that you didn't expect, you know, kind of like brush, I'm too busy. What do you do? And how many times do you take that before you question what's going on? Okay. Um, well, you're talking about the man saying that's what he wants, and then she does it, no, and then he doesn't, he doesn't say respond. a thing. She wants affection. She wants to. Oh, turn she the man, wants it. Or, or right, or she wants to turn the man on, or in some way be playful, and gets a reaction that is very stoic. Very, yeah. I want you know. There's, I'm doing other things, and then how long before you confront the man? What if he did that to you four or five times? You need to do it after the first time. You need to literally say because I don't know now, where she would get the idea. What if the guy says to you, "I need periods of time where." You know, I just, I, 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 you know, there are so many people out there that go through cask, uh, ups and downs in their lives. I've heard of a man, yes. one of the most brilliant men in the world, and, you know, six months he'd suck his thumb in a bed. Mm-hmm. And then he'd come out okay. and he'd be the most brilliant man in the world, right? I mean, just, there are people okay. out there, very unique. So right. the guy quirky. comes we to you and he quirky. says, <laughs> I just need, I, I need three, three, three or four months of peace. I, I just need, I, I need that. I just don't want that sort of stimulation. I got to get okay. X done. And that's where my mind's at. Okay. What would you do? Then what, what would I do? Well, actually, that has happened a couple of times in the 26 years that I've been with my husband. And you know what the woman needs to do? She needs to take a step back. And she needs to say, okay. And she needs to continue to completely be everything that she knows for a fact that no matter what his current condition, no matter what his current situation, inherently he has those thoughts and needs and feelings as a person. She needs to be close to him, but not too close to him to be those things. When she interacts with him, be very high quality as a person. I promise you, Doug, there is no way he's he's going to go months without wanting her. A woman can immediately get a man extremely stimulated and extremely aroused and very attracted to her because you know you and i both know that one of the most fundamental inherent drives of force of nature that men have biologically going on in them 24 7 365 is reproduction okay so when a man we you're absolutely right we think about all the time (laughs) and the appeal of it what i find is after four or five years maybe longer i just see this in relationships Mm-hmm. Um, I'm single. I'm a runner. Four weddings and a funeral, not three. Four. I rem- I'll run <laughs> and I will take off. And as soon as I get, that's just the way it is. Um, so I mean, it's just, I don't know what to say, but I've seen people where after, and this is probably true of the guy, but I don't think about that. Right. 
I thinking about what right. what happens in the case of the and they generally start wearing the baggier clothing. There you go. Or the they start not putting up their hair and their lip thing, and they just let themselves go. Okay, then let me ask you this question, Doug, because that was going to be the next thing I was going to bring up. That is. The woman, she stops doing all of those things. She cannot stop doing those things. She needs to continue to be attractive. But let me ask you this. If I said to you, you know what? In order for me to do that, in order for me to not only spend that time, I'm going to have to not do certain things in my day that you might want. You know what? Instead of making you the the good meal or instead of vacuuming, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to be in the bathroom because I'm going to take a few extra minutes to do the really good conditioner on my hair to make myself feel all kinds of gorgeous and and happy and hot and fun and happy with the and that would you would you let that woman would you let me take that time to make myself feel like I'm attractive to you so then I would want to look physically attractive to you so then it would I would be more be dangerous paid. if you didn't Thank you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you probably got to do you. that. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> and, Even and if you have to go out to eat, you know, there's a point where if a guy, like, let's imagine this. Okay. Somebody makes a sound that is so crass. You ever seen the movie mm-hmm. California with a, that hot, you used to be <laughs> no. an actor, I forget what his name is, but anyways, you no. made some weird sound like. I, I don't even want to do it. I could, but once you <laughs> once you hear it, your whole world changes of who I am. Okay, right? Okay, right, right, okay. right. <laughs> just, no, <laughs> or or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. Okay. And uh, you and it gets in your head, or like maybe somebody just starts snoring in the middle of the night. There's something happened uh-huh. there, um, and then the attraction's gone. The attraction starts to it just. Oh my God, that's a part of the memory and it's reoccurring and it's very, it can be very disgusting. That can also create, you know, where you don't want to talk about it. Okay. I don't want to talk about it. Every time I see my, my wife's underwear, they've got, you know, poop stains on them. You'd think she'd clean them better. <laughs> I'm joking. Right. right? But right? there's something, you know, and then those little things add up. Okay. Okay. Then to a guy. To a guy. Okay. And mm-hmm. that can be some of the things. So it's, yes, beauty and perception, beauty and perception on so many yes. levels. It's hard to, you know, what can I say? And yes, okay. I think if a woman was capable of delivering on that level, then mm-hmm. the guy would be willing to give everything forever. Now, but let me ask and you momentum. this. How often do a man, do men... Does a man just genuinely not tell her his initial thoughts and feelings because she flips out when he says his honest thoughts and feelings? Okay, so now when a man doesn't tell her and that starts the process of the division, it's a, it's a very slow process because if you really are good for each other, compatible as a couple for each other in the beginning, then as you start to slowly over a period of time, by the time it's what, 25 years down the road, there, it's not, it's not reconcilable. You can't get back together. If, There's some in the things beginning, you can't tell a woman. There's yeah, a million no, yeah. things you can't tell a woman. Guys are afraid to tell women how they feel. Okay. On all, only all because, those sort of subject matters. It's just only because. 
the women are really, and again, I'm going to use the F word again, because feminists really are confrontational. I, my husband tells me all kinds of things that would upset a feminist that most American women would be like, I can't believe it. And I said, but how am I supposed to know? And when he tells me those things, and he's totally and completely honest with me, I say, okay, sweetie, it's quid pro quo time. You want me to do this for you? Um, you got to do this for me. And most of the time, men love that. And men, women do not know. Women really underestimate how willing men are to do what needs to be done. That's good. If they just told them, when I say to my husband, you tell me what you want to do, because that now has become my leverage. That has become my bargaining chip. If I know what my husband likes, more importantly, what he doesn't like, I know what to do and I know what not to do. The minute there is any kind of problem on any level, it could be the fact is, you know what, he put he, he got the medium eggs instead of the large ones. I can say to him, don't you get those medium eggs? You know they're more expensive when you're talking about per weight, when we're talking about per capita. We're ta- you, and I can go off on the eggs. I say, look, if you want me to wear that kind of perfume, you better not get those eggs. And he's like, ooh, okay, okay, okay. That, that's really that important to you, isn't it? Yes, it is. So don't you make that mistake again. But that that's means good. I have to follow through on wearing that perfume. <laughs> <laughs> and my my daughter said, I'm going to tell this story because this is one of my favorites too. We were at the restaurant with a bunch of old people. We're talking like 60s, 70s, 80s year old, old people from our congregation. So they come from a generation where there's a certain social standard of behavior. Well, one of them said to one of the elders wives said to my daughter, Anya, you are becoming quite the lovely young lady. I'm very impressed. And she put her fork down and said, well, thank you very much. My brothers have raised me very well. And everyone at the table tried not to laugh as my husband and I looked at each other and we were like, oh God, what are we going to say? And one of the other ladies said, well, did your parents help your brothers raise you? And she she literally looked dead straight on at this lady and she said, well, yes, technically they were there most of the time. But if they didn't spend so much time in their bedroom, quote unquote, talking, then my brothers wouldn't have to do their job for them. And she went right back to eating her meal and the whole <laughs> table busted out laughing. You know what? There are times when a man really does need to go, quote unquote, talk with his wife in the bedroom if a woman knows that there will be that bargaining chip there. I'm going to take care of my husband. I'm going to give him what he wants. I'm going to make him happy and satisfied. He will, when we are done, then feel feelings for me. He will be willing to do things for me when I say, it's really important to me that you buy Tillamook you know cheddar love to see? instead of Dairy Gold. You know what I'd love to see? Uh, a marriage what? on the rocks, a counselor mm-hmm. comes in, takes mm-hmm. the woman, takes the man, shows them tricks, right? You can imagine this series, right? Their marriage is about to yes. explode. They've hated each other for a long time. Think, you know, mm-hmm. War of the Roses. <laughs> yes. And then you get two people that work with these individuals, then and then they see how they interact with these kind of additions. Or maybe it's just one person working with one man. I could imagine a reality TV show like that. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. And that doesn't help either, Doug. I'm telling you, I really think the media, especially with reality television, has undermined just people's um, um, interpretations of relationships. What's right, what's wrong. and Definitions of what a relationship should be. Now, let me ask you this, Doug. We've got about five minutes here before the show's over, but I want to ask you a question since you're, you're pretty candid with me today. If I said to you now, 
reproduction and that entire experience, which is a high, okay? That is something that changes your thoughts and your feelings and your opinions about the person. If you really do have a great relationship in that way, on that level, if that was completely gone and you were just two regular people who had to coexist with each other, how important would it be for you guys just to like to be with each other doing daily activity things, compatibility before you move in with each other, going down the checklist and saying, yeah, you know what, in this situation, I think we would work well together just as functioning human beings. We would compatibly work very well together and enjoy doing things together. How important would that be? That'd be great. I'd like that to last eternity. (laughs) <laughs> okay okay that that's the whole point of mating it is supposed to be a forever experience but when we and i'm going to use this example again the food food i love using food because it works with my husband he gets things conceptually when i use it in food if you were um a man right you're going down the street and you have five hundred dollars in your pocket and you knew that there was a restaurant over there that had very, very, very expensive food, but it tasted great. And one of the things that people claimed was the best thing about it was their cheesecake for dessert. If you knew that you were going to get really, really, really good food, would it be worth it for you to pay $100 for a great meal and the wine and the cheesecake? Would it be worth it to pay the money to get the really great experience? Uh, I absolutely believe if you have the money, that's where you're going to place it. It's too bad most Thanks. people don't have the money. But okay. yes, indeed, if uh, there's going to be, yeah, absolutely. But when when our society has basically said with, with this um, being sex is the cheesecake, the the meal is the relationship, the paying the bill is the investment, the sacrifice that you have to make as a person. When people have the relationship, let's sleep together, then let's decide if we want to eat the meal of having the relationship, then let's go ahead and decide if we're going to get married. I which was is always paid, like that since day one. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> okay. God, I wish Actually, we didn't have to kill the dog. You got two minutes. I'm going to let okay. you go. Thank you. Thank you. The fact is, my husband knew he wasn't going to get me until we were married. Some people still do say, we are going to decide if we're compatible as a couple, and we're going to do the work of the relationship. We don't get sex as an entitlement. We're going to get that first. That's something you have to earn, and that's the reward People need to do the work. They have to value the commitment. They have to appreciate the investment. That's the really good meal. You have to have something of value, that large amount of money emotionally and mentally and physically to give to someone else to invest and say, you are worth it to me. That's the key. Okay, so it looks like the show is over now. We'll see you same here. <laughs> see you here next week, same time, same place, BBS Radio. My name is Gabrielle Cardona. This is yours, mine, and ours. <laughs>